Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. Hey, what's up, Michael Man? I am good. How you doing, Stevie Stacks? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready to tackle this episode 129 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, Uber, all that Lyft, all every, you know, Share Economy podcast. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Born ready. We have a guest, we have a guest today, Sarah Abernathy. Y'all want to know about Sarah? I'll tell you a little something about Sarah. Sarah's been doing buy and hold real estate since 2007 and owns four LTRs and four STRs. That's long-term rentals, short-term rentals. She also has a day job as a marketing consultant for a Fortune 500 company. She is launching a website called vacationstays.com to promote direct booking for vacation rentals. Give it up for Sarah. Hi. Yay. (laughs) Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you. Cool. So you're all about turning uh, this, this. I guess we're going to go heavy into this show about the direct booking um, aspect of, of vacation rentals. Yeah. Yeah. What makes you, you want to focus on that? I think, um, you know, I started doing uh, vacation rentals through Airbnb and that's kind of how I got my start and it was great and it's it does make it easy to kind of get started, but once you start to scale and you realize how much money you're leaving on the table um, and then how much control you're giving up, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Once you get to a certain point Um, and even before you get to a certain point, you know, there's when there's opportunities to cut out costs, there's, there's no reason not to do it. Um, So with the rentals that I have now, um, Mill Creek cabins in Finger Lakes, New York, um, I have a website. I drive people to the website and I've achieved 80% direct bookings, um, which has been great. I mean, it is a really good website and it's, um, has really good SEO. So that really helps. Um, but I also think there's, uh, you know, I would love to close that gap, especially this year, like let's close the gap, make it a hundred percent. Um, and so I would love to see a lot more hosts achieve that. Um, and it may not be a hundred percent right away, or it may take time, but I think that moving in that direction can just benefit everybody. So I have a question, um, real quick, where where are your short-term rentals located? So they're in the Finger Lakes, New York, which is central New York. It's about four and a half hours from New York city. Um, it's a relatively rural area, um, with a lot of wineries, 200 wineries and a lot of waterfalls. So when COVID hit, you were, you weren't hit as hard then, were you? So I was not hit uh, as hard. The, the county I was in was, had the least number of COVID cases in all of New York State. But um, the, the county also didn't have a lot of hospitals. So they actually asked us to voluntarily shut down, um, which I was, I had guests that really wanted to come. I own cabins. They, they're a great place to go and kind of get away, you know, great place to quarantine and kind of get away from everything. So I had people that really, really wanted to stay, but I realized that, one thing you cannot change in real estate is the community you're in. So I, you know, they asked me to do it. So I, I closed down um, and I reopened May 22nd. Um, it, it's a drive location. So I've been gangbusters. I'm completely booked through the end of August. Wow. So it is, you know, it is an unusual year <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. And so you're, you're located on the outskirts of New York. And I heard everyone on the yeah. outskirts was doing pretty well because they were away yeah. from the hustle and bustle. And yeah. so and you said you're at 80% direct bookings. 80% direct bookings. How did you do that? You know, it's, it's definitely about having a strong website, but then also the social media has been really, really helpful. Um, for me, it's been Facebook. Um, especially for my target audience. My target audience is a drive from the cabins, three to four hours. Um, it is, it actually tends to be a little bit older, um, which I actually really like. Um, I, when I bought the cabins, I thought it was going to be like millennials glamping and all of those things. But turns out, you know, millennials who like to glamp, they only like to glamp on weekends or in the summer. And those are booked already. Um, I realized that retirees are actually much better for my business. Um, so the older generation, you know, really strong on Facebook. 
Um, so if I have anything open, I'll post it on Facebook. It is booked really, really quickly, especially right now. Um, but yeah, it's been social media, um, and then just really optimizing the website and Google ads, that kind of thing. Okay. And you said on Facebook, so you mean like you, you just post on, Hey, we have availability and then they click on it and they go to vacationstays.com. Well, they go to, right now they go to fingerlakescabins.com. So they go to my website. Um, so I have basically been building for the past three years, this, um, formula for how you kind of can get these people to, to book on your site. And so that's what I want to bring to vacationstays.com. I want to take that formula and I want to make it global. Um, I think that if we want to, as hosts kind of take back the control, I think it needs to be on a global scale. I think there's a lot of regional sites that are doing it really well, but right now I don't know that there's a global solution that, um, is going to help hosts really be able to get a strong, uh, strong set of bookings from outside of, outside of the OTAs. Now, is it um, really hard to create your own, um, booking website and uh, listing website? And, uh, how much does that usually, like, how much does that cost? And, and what all do you need to do to do that? Yeah, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, the way I chose, um, I, I researched it. I chose it. I don't know if I have the best one. I use Logify. Um, and for me, I have um, four listings and it's maybe 700 a year. Um, but I have a website, channel manager, everything's kind of built into it. Um, I, I think Logify is great, but there's a lot of other places that do it. Um, Owner Res is another one that people use. Um, and then you can also kind of put it together yourself. You can do Wix. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can build a website that are pretty inexpensive, especially for the value that you get. And they're so, integrated with Airbnb? Yeah. So it's just you use the iCal integration, just like, you know, whenever you do between Airbnb and, and VRBO, that iCal integration, you can do that with, uh, with Logify. So um, and then you can also do it and that's how I do it for my website, but then you all can also can use that iCal for vacation stays as well. So Logify, how, how much do they charge you per listing? Um, I don't really know. Actually. I, I think I just signed up. I think I had a bundle that was like one to four and mine was 700. Someone told me the other day that they got it for a lot cheaper, but I don't know, okay. um, you know, if there's different options or if things have changed since I signed up. And Logify, they, they do pretty good SEO for your website and all that? Logify does, um, Logify does some SEO for the website, but also, you know, me having content on there and updating pictures and things regularly really helps as well. Wow. Because I'm, I'm currently, I just signed up with your porter and it's been doing pretty well because I'm just doing, I'm just running ads to it, but I still haven't got a direct booking yet. So I'm still yeah. focusing on, that's why I'm like really focusing on how do I do it? And then I, was, I, I found myself kind of getting lazy because Airbnb started picking back up and I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't want to depend on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially in the beginning, it kind of has to be an and strategy. Um, so the way I have it, um, I now have, you can only book on Airbnb maybe three months out. That way people have a chance to do direct book first. And then I only do Airbnb for you know, the random, I have an extra, you know, two nights stay on a Sunday, Monday, Airbnb will fill that. So that's how I, that's how I've been managing it. Oh, so you, you just cut Airbnb out the picture at some point. And then yeah. Yeah. And so if I just keep it, you know, I'd love to kind of move it to, to less and less, and maybe I go away from Airbnb or maybe I always have them as kind of the, um, you know, the safety net for, um, for when I, you know, can't fill it up with direct bookings. Okay. And now, you, oh, go ahead, Steve. Oh, sorry. And now, like, um, on your profile pic on Airbnb, since you still kind of use it, do you, did you, you thought you put, a, like, a logo or something that kind of, like, would tell the people, hey, go here instead, you know, instead of save some money? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are sometimes, you know, I, there are people that will come on and then ask if they can go up and we'll try to, like, hint a little bit, but usually if they're there on Airbnb, I don't, I don't necessarily try to, you know, I don't try super hard to get them to leave just because, you know, that's where, if that's where they're comfortable, that's fine. I don't want them to think I'm doing anything unsavory by pulling them off of the platform. But, um, I think, you know, it's more about building up this 
um, kind of persona for personality for the cabins that people are really attracted to. And then they actually feel a little bit more, um, it feels like a little bit more of an authentic experience when they're direct dealing directly with, you know, myself or Rebecca, the manager, um, and being able to kind of sort out all the details. Um, with the virus, I have to say the, the difference in cancellations was, it was incredible, the way that they were handled. So any, with my direct booking customers, a lot of them had to cancel. We had to cancel some of them because we had to close. Um, at least half of them, we were able to convince to reschedule. Some of them couldn't. They said, oh, you know, it's a wedding and now it's not going to happen or it's going to happen somewhere else. You know, can we cancel? We gave them a full refund. I had no problem giving people full refunds. Um, but on Airbnb, there was no conversation. There was no, hey, you know, we're thinking about um, canceling. Is there, are there any options? They just canceled because the, the cancellation policy took the conversation away between us and the guests. And that's the part I think that made me the most upset about it is it wasn't about giving back the money. I was going to give back the money regardless. But it was about the fact that there was no relationship there and I wasn't able to kind of solve any problems with that. It made you feel like a cheap hotel, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whereas with my direct bookings, you know, I have next 4th of July booked, right? I've got, you know, people move them to the fall, they move them to next year and, you know, and, and they were, you know, we asked for a 50% deposit down and they're like, yep, that's fine. Keep it. We'll, we'll come back next year made things a lot, made things a lot easier. Um, and, you know, I look at the hosts that, you know, rely on Airbnb and they, what I experienced and how I felt with Airbnb is how they had to feel about their entire business. And that, that I think is unfortunate. I think that's not the best way to, you know, you don't want to feel that you're out of control when it's your business. It's your life savings that you put into it. It's your, loving care your design everything's everything about that experience you created and then airbnb just kind of takes away that that connection you love um you love hosting don't you i do, I do. <laughs> it's really fun it's really fun I don't, I, mean, like cleaning. I don't do the cleaning i can't i'm well, not <laughs> i hate cleaning too well i think we all do um <laughs> like like um that's cool I, I, I see the joy in you about it because like there's so many burned out airbnb years or short-term rental rental short-term renters it's just like yeah i mean they just it's such like it turned into like a business that they hate you know? but i see that you just yeah. love doing it like the whole design and you're treating people good and all that yeah you know when i i was looking for kind of my next um the next one and i was looking at, at one listing that i was looking at buying and it had in the first sentence all capital letters that was just like, you, you know, I don't remember what the rule was, but it was like, you must do this or that. And it was the very first sentence of their listing. And I'm like, they're burned out. <laughs> they're done. <Yeah>. They, <laughs> they just, because the, the, the property was beautiful. I'm like, what, what, why aren't they, you know, being successful with this property? They're just done with it. So sometimes <laughs> I, I can see how it really gets to people. Yeah, people don't put like certain systems in place. A lot of those people have the end up having a party house. They don't know how to put systems yeah. in place to avoid it. So yeah, they get burned out real quick. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Oh, how do you how do you keep from getting burned out? I mean, I'm sure you've been through some bad situations. How do you get that to not affect you so badly? Um, honestly, I I put a really strong team in place, and that took a lot of different iterations. The first team was not the team that I have now. Um, but getting the right people in place and then building the processes around it and, you know, having the right communication systems, it just made it a lot easier to manage. Um, you know, and I have Rebecca manages all of the, um, guest communication, um, and she, she does a brilliant job of it. She absolutely loves doing it. Um, and so I think, you know, just have, honestly, that's really the thing is the people, when you build the right set of people, it just, everything becomes easier. Now, what's the most important component? Who's the most important person in, the, in this team that you're building? I, I think I know the answer, but go ahead. I think it's, um, it can change. So I think a year ago, I had a caretaker um, that he did the landscaping and 
but he also was the emergency contact. So he was the one, if people had a problem, he would come over and take care of it. And I had cleaners too, but the cleaners, they came in, they cleaned and they, they left. Um, the caretaker at that point was the most important because that was the person taking the ownership over the whole guest experience. Um, and now that's shifted. It's actually the person who cleans now does the customer service. And now she, um, you know, she's the one who's invested and she's making sure that all the money's coming in. So it, it, it really changes. It's the person who cares and like takes the ownership of the guest experience that is the most important. And then the rest of it, you know, I've plug in the landscapers here and there, plug in the maintenance, um, that kind of thing. Nice. Cause I guess in what I'm going through right now, cause I, I I've had, I've I had a, two, a couple of Airbnbs up and running and then both cities that they were in got shut down. So I hadn't done it in a while. This house that, that we live in, we went, we went out of town last, last week. We got back a couple of days ago, went to South Padre Island. And um, <laughs> so nice. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm Airbnb this house out while I'm gone. And I did it. And I used the old same reliable, you know, cleaner that, um, I've always, that I've always used. And, um, and, and she did one more cleaning before we came home and I got home and I'm like, and I guess you get, you kind of get used to, like you said, you, you change your team a few times. I, I guess when she was doing my Airbnbs, I, I, I'm not going there all the time. You know, I just trusted that she mm-hmm. did good. When I got home, I was like, Oh really, this has been my cleaner the whole time. And I'm like thinking, uh, you kind of, you kind of have to pay the money and get a good rock star cleaner because that's like the most important yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. I think that's when you have the right people, you have to treat them really, really well. And, you know, with, with my team, like it is money, right. Making sure we're paying them well, you know, when we have a good year, we get a super host, you know, I'll give bonuses and things like that. But it's also just about, um, giving the ownership as well. I feel like them having ownership and having pride and, and, you know, being excited about getting the review rather than the review, you know, rather than me being the one that's excited about getting the review, them being the one that's excited about it. Um, I think that makes a huge difference in, in, you know, what the guest experiences. How do you give them ownership? Do they get like a, a bonus if they, if they hit five stars or what, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, that can be, that can be, I think it depends on the person and what motivates them. So I money, think money, me, money, it can be money. Right? <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. It, it can totally, it can be money. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, pride. Yeah. I think, you know, with, with the team I have now, it's really about, it is about pride and it's about, you know, loving that we get all these great reviews and, and yeah, absolutely compensated for it too. But, um, finding what really motivates people is, is really important. Um, you know, I, I did, I realized that, um, had I laid off my staff, um, my staff is part-time had I laid them off, they actually probably would have gotten more money in unemployment. Um, and I talked to them about it. I was like, Ooh, should I have laid you off? And they're like, and then I wouldn't have been able to leave my house. No, I don't, (laughs) I wanted to leave my house. I wanted to get out and I wanted to do things. So, you know, even when we were shut down, we had a long list of things that, you know, we just needed to get done and I was able to pay them to get it done because I got the PPP loan and, um, and it worked out great. So. Nice. So you, you got the PPP. I did. Yeah. Got the PPP. I didn't get that one. Uh, you didn't. No, I got the SBA, but I didn't get the PPP. Okay. Well, I mean, um, I'm in, I'm incorporated in, as an S corp. I pay them through, um, you know, their W2 employees for me. So it was, it was pretty clear cut um, that, and, and I, I fortunately work with like a, a regional bank. I think if I had been with a large bank, it would have been a little harder. You know, and that's a good thing that you pay them W-2. See, mine, they're all contractors. And yeah. you know, that, that's definitely a good thing. One thing I learned, pay people W-2 so then you can get the extra benefits, you know. Yeah, that's one uh-huh. thing I learned. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's probably more expensive to pay W-2, probably. Um, but yeah, there's definitely benefits to it as well. Um, so, yeah. And where are your long-term rentals at? Uh, scattered through Pennsylvania. So I have one in Philly, one in Hershey, and then one in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, each of them were owner-occupied house hacks. Um, so lived in Philly, rented out the three, three other rooms, 
Um, I was, you know, in my early twenties and it was great. And they paid the mortgage and I was like, this is the life. This is fantastic. Um, I moved out of town, made that a rental. And then, um, when I've lived in cities, I haven't bought. So I've, I, I just don't, I don't buy, I didn't buy, I lived in Chicago. I didn't buy there. I didn't buy in DC, didn't buy in New York. But when I lived in Hershey PA, I bought there. And then, um, Mechanicsburg is near that as well. So I bought in Hershey and then I moved to Mechanicsburg, bought that owner occupied, got a duplex. Um, and now I, until March 15th, I lived in New York city. Um, so I, I, I don't buy in New York city. I like to buy, I'm a small town investor. I like that better. I'm moving that route too. I'm finding <laughs> the joys in that route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I read an article that um, that small town investing is like blowing up right now. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Why I can't find anything? Yeah, I've, it, I've literally small town investing is heating up because I've been. I think I bought two so far since the, the coronavirus in smaller town. I bought oh, wow. one and I have one under contract, so it's 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 heating up because I think a lot of people, like especially on the short term rental side, they seen what wasn't hit by. COVID and then what was hit, it seems like these small towns where you just drive through, they didn't get hit as hard. So yeah, definitely heating up. Especially living in an environment like that, living in New York City or a big city with the COVID just going crazy. You know, people are just, people are going to start moving, man, going to the small towns again or the suburbs. I lived in 300 square feet and I made it 48 hours. (laughs) I, I was... I got, I had been traveling. I traveled a lot for my job. Um, I was in Chicago, Boston, and Mexico, like the three weeks leading up to COVID. And then I went to my apartment and I'm like, all right, this is where I'm going to be for the next three months. And I looked around after 48 hours. I was like, I can't. I, can't do it. <laughs> I left. When my lease ended in April. I packed up. I, I had all my stuff packed up. It's in storage somewhere. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going back anytime soon. I might go back next year, you know, if my company opens up their office again, but I'm in no rush. Oh, so you live, you live in one of your cabins? No, no. Cause they're, they're really booked. So I'm with family oh. now. Um, oh, nice. I mean, honestly, like coronavirus kind of gave me permission to come home and live with mom and dad. I'm like, this is great. Saving all kinds of rent. You know, <laughs> really? oh, it's gonna be great for my next investment. I can't wait. Oh Yeah. So do you plan on growing, getting any more uh, short-term rentals up? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, um, that first Philly house, I literally sold it today on accident. I didn't mean to sell it because I'm a buy and hold investor, but they called. I got a call from a realtor that had an offer. Um, And, you know, three, four days after he initially called, they looked at it. They put an offer on it. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do that. So I'm going to 1031 exchange that into more short-term rentals and the Finger Lakes, which I'm really excited about because it's such like a nerdy tax thing. Yeah, nice. I love the 1031. <laughs> so, wh- okay. So where are you look? where are you going to be looking to expand to? Do you, partic- do you have any particular city in mind? Um, I really, I love the team that I have in the Finger Lakes. So my, my goal is to, um, I literally, I'm looking in commuting distance of my existing team. So, um, you know, the Finger Lakes, there's, Seneca, Cayuga Lake, I'm looking in between those two. Um, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at a few different things. I might buy land and then put like a little tiny house community on it. Um, or I might buy something that's existing that, you know, I can then expand. But the most important thing is that I'm able to add value to it um, with my expertise and what I know about the market and what I know about, um, you know, about short term rentals. So that's uh, in that region. Wow. I didn't think about it that because I was thinking like, where should I expand to? I've been buying in one area, but then I'm kind of like, how many Airbnbs or short-term rentals is too many for one area? Because I noticed like the Saunders, the Lyrics, they had so many in one place, they went bankrupt. Yeah. Well, I think it's about, you know, knowing, knowing what your market can handle, but also knowing, you know, what do you have to offer? So I know in, in my area, what people are going for. They want a romantic getaway. So when I was in Hershey, people wanted, you know, kids. Um, they, want, they were going to Hershey Park and they had families and things like that. Um, so whenever I would go out of town and I'd Airbnb my place, I'd have families come in. This place, it's not families. It's people want to bring their dog. They want to drink wine. 
um, and they, they want privacy. Um, the best amenity that I have is a fenced in backyard. One of my cabins has a fenced in backyard, which I kind of thought looked a little cheesy because I'm like, oh, cabins are supposed to be like more rustic. I thought about taking it down, but then people started coming and they're like, I can let my dog out in the backyard. This is great. It is my top performing rental. People love having a fence. And now I'm adding fences to the other ones because that's, you know, this like one amenity is just clinching it for people. So that you, is awesome. So you do allow pets. I, yeah, I do. In this particular area, um, it's very necessary, but I also, um, I haven't had, <laughs> there's the joke that like, a lot more problems with people than pets. Um, pets are, usually, you know, I think I've had maybe one dog that did chew up some furniture, but over the course of the, the time I've owned it, not a lot of problems with that. It, it's fun. The reason why I asked that is because I just started allowing pets. I just started doing it. I've been hearing a lot of people and I was like, I'm going to try it. And I've been doing it. And I'm like, Hey, we have a backyard. And I just kind of, they were like, cause that's what most people see. They see you have a backyard. Yeah. They're going to ask. So I'm like, right. okay. So, and that hasn't been too bad so far. So. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, and you can charge a little more for it and people are like more than happy to pay for it because bringing your dog on vacation is, is, so great you know you don't have to you don't have to get a sitter you don't have to do rover um you know they, they just kind of get to hang out with you and make them happy and yeah it's a good i think it's a good all-around good all-around thing now now when the when the COVID thing was starting to go crazy and um well they started canceling did they start canceling your listings right away you know i it took a little while. Um, people were, were not sure whether they were going to cancel. The first um, people to start canceling were um, people from Canada that couldn't come and then people oh. in the military that couldn't be far away from their bases. So that's when I was like, okay, how am I going to handle this? Um, in those situations, like, well, they absolutely can't come. So I'm going to give them full refunds. And then as things progressed and then um, people have started having to cancel for all kinds of reasons. That was just when I decided like, I'm going to do the full refund thing and it's fine. And at that point I didn't know that there'd be any government support for it, but um, I do feel grateful that I was, you know, because I've set up as an S corp and I, you know, have done everything, you know, I was able to get the disaster loan and things like that. So it kind of offset some of, um, not all of, but some of the the pain of that. So when it started to shift, though, like people, okay, cancellations, and all of a sudden, oh, everybody wants to go there now to get out of the city, right? And yeah. so, so, but at the same time, you're um, the city they're in, the the Finger Lakes, it called. Yeah. Um, they didn't. They wanted y'all to not to not host people anymore, right? They wanted me to not host in um, start beginning of April to end of May. Oh, okay. Uh, because they didn't have any hospital beds. So they, you know, they were like, if you, if you bring people here, especially from there, you get them from New York city, you bring people here, then they get sick. We can't take care of them that easily. So it's just too much of a risk to the community to kind of bring people in. Um, but yeah, as soon as May 22nd hit, um, I've been completely booked. I do put a night in between each day, which has been a little bit hard to manage because I had had pre-existing people that I then had to like move and change and things like that to make everything work. But, um, I am doing like a, a night in between just, just in case. Cause I guess my question was, did you get like, um, that, that period where you couldn't, you know, host anybody where you still getting people like, Hey, just I'll, I'll give you $10,000. Just let me stay <laughs> for the whole, just let me, just let me sit this whole thing out, you know, at your place. Or did you get any requests like that? Oh, every day every single day it was so painful to turn down money every single day <laughs> it was like people were like come on please you know and i think the one um the one in the beginning that made my mind up is, is they called and they're like well you know my um my wife has is immune compromised and i want to get out of where i am to kind of make sure that um the person doesn't get sick and i'm like but there's no guarantee they could come here and they could still get sick. And now they're further from a hospital. And it just made me feel like, you know what? I, I don't want to have to, you know, be in this position of, you know, 
suddenly the neighbors are having to like help these people get to the hospital. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to shut down. Um, and, and just not have to worry, you know, I'd rather worry about money than worry about people in that, in that situation. So, but yeah, Ev calls every single day. People want to. It's a good problem to have, I guess. It, it was a good problem to have, but it was just, um, it, you know, more painful than now we're booked and, and we have to tell people, no, I don't mind that at all. Mm -hmm. Oh no, sorry. We're booked. Like, I don't mind that at all. But having to turn down the money at that moment when we actually really needed it, it was hard, but it was the right thing to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> as painful as it was. So, um, what tips, uh, what, uh, let me see, what tips advice would you give to somebody that wants to try to start dipping their toe into the, um, you know, self-promotion, self-own website, stuff like that? Well, I mean, I mean, it's a, kind of a big jump for people, you know, they're afraid, like, who's going to back yeah. me if they destroy my house, you know? Well, so I think there's a lot of things that, um, that I think every short-term rental owner needs to have anyway. And I think that's having the right insurance. Um, so a lot of people will rely on Airbnb's insurance, but then Airbnb doesn't necessarily cover everything. Um, and then if, if they don't cover it and you go to your regular insurance, they might say to you, Hey, what do you, what do you mean you weren't there when this happened? Who was there? Why were they there? Now they're not going to cover it either. So I think, you know, having the right insurance in place is really, really important. Um, so I think making sure those ducks are in a row, making sure your contracts and, um, and your vetting process is all set up. Um, I think once, I think you do need to get your house in order first before you go out on your own. But once your house is in order, it can be as simple as creating a Facebook page. Um, you know, you don't have to go all the way to making a website if you're not ready or you're not sure how it'll work. Um, but as long as your house is in order, I think make a Facebook page, you know, it gets really fun starting to make the ads and boosting them and then seeing the results come in. It's, I mean, I, I guess I'm a marketing nerd, so it's like really, really fun to, to kind of see that kind of thing happen. Um, and then I do think um, the direct booking sites are really helpful. So there's regional ones um, in a lot of different regions. Um, so Vacation Stays is the one that I'm launching. Um, and then there's also healthy and I don't think it's either, or I don't think it's, you know, book on vacation stay is not healthy, Put put your listings on both. Um, the more you can get your listing out there, the better, um, you know, for, for mine, it's going to be about the marketing angle, like really pushing the marketing. We're getting influencers, um, on board. And, um, so we're really excited about that part. Um, I hired a college student to do some of the marketing. So I now have a TikTok account. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, trying to find, you know, where I do not have strength, hire that. You um, ain't out, you ain't out there TikToking. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not TikToking, but I do watch the videos and I do appreciate them. So, <laughs> so yeah. with, okay. Can you kind of go into what vacation stays is and how you're doing it? Cause you said some pretty cool stuff earlier about it before we got hopped on. Yeah. So vacation stays, it's a, it's a listing website and you can put your property on there. You can put your website if you have it. If you don't have a website, you can put your contact info. Um, you know, there's a, a small listing fee to, to sign up, but then once you're on, um, for a year, it's, it's really about us doing the work. We need to put you on social media. We need to, um, do Google ads. So we're trying to leverage, um, a broader number of people that are going to get your listing in front of them. It is pretty small right now. We have 600 listings. Um, but that does get us started because with 600 listings, you know, yes, maybe you're maybe the first or second or third in your area. But then when people are looking in your area, you're the one that's there. You're there first. So you're the early adopter. So there is a benefit to being an early adopter. So with on yours, your website, Vacation Stays, they can come directly to the host. They're not going directly. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I thought about in the beginning, Oh, you know, I should do a commission model. Um, because then, you know, people are paid for bookings and things like that, but then I'd have to chase, I'd have to be like, Oh, did you go off platform? And, and now we have to have this like contentious relationship. I don't want any contentious relationships, um, on this site. So, you know, people pay the, 
annual fee to come on, it's between $25 and $75, depending on the size of your listing. Um, you come on and then it's, you know, people might message you through vacation stays or they might just see you on social media and go straight to you. Um, so there's no pride of ownership where it came from. It's just about getting you as many direct leads as possible. So you're running ads for the people that list with you. Running ads for the people. So people list with me, we'll run, we'll run ads for them. Um, you know, once we have a lot, we'll have to find, you know, what's the rotation of getting people, you know, getting people on, but you know, it's, it's those listings that people want to see them. So yeah, that'll, that'll also just be what gets us traffic when we put really cool listings on our social media and draw people to us. So you're a, you're a self-proclaimed marketing nerd. So what are some, <laughs> what are some badass marketing tips to give to our listeners? Um, you know, I think it's really the biggest thing, especially in this industry is about authenticity and just being as, um, kind of real as, as possible. Um, and, and, you know, making that, bringing that authenticity throughout the entire experience. Um, so, you know, my cabins are a bed and breakfast. I do not make breakfast. No one wants to eat my breakfast, but I do have a lady named Mary who makes a fantastic breakfast and she brings breakfast, um, every single morning in a picnic basket. Um, and it, you know, it just, it adds so much to the experience and it's about, you know, I know, knowing what people want and then authentically providing what they want. Um, so, you know, it, it goes back to really like knowing your customer, um, really, really well. So I think, you know, marketing tips would be knowing your customer, you know, authentically providing an experience and, um, you know, and there's some, there's some hustle. There's definitely hustle around it, but um, once you kind of have something that you're excited about, you kind of can't help but talk about it and can't help but, you know, post and share and, you know, like you guys, you're talking about real estate all the time because you're passionate about it, you know, create something you're really passionate about and, and the marketing kind of just comes along with it. Love that. You're, you're sparking my joy for this industry again. You know, we've been, we've been talking to a lot of people and a lot of people are on to like, you know, like, like hundred units, thousand units. I mean, they're, they're getting crazy with it and it's become like a business and we talk business and stuff, but I forgot, like I kind of lose track about what I love most about it. You know, it's the, it's the small things, making the place really cool, making it nice, the connections with the people. Yeah. That's the stuff that gets me, uh, my juice is flowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And, and that, you know, that energy, you know, flows through to the guests. They can tell, they can tell if, they can tell if people enjoy it. You know, people will, will, you know, talk about the, the little things that we'll do. Like we'll write them a note on the chalkboard and things like that. And they'll just, they absolutely love that. It's those little things that, um, you know, and it comes from enjoying what you're doing. So. Yeah. I'll bring it up real quick. And, and I already know kind of your answer to, to this a little bit. I, I, I'm on the same wavelength. Um, Cause we, when we stayed at South Padre, we stayed at a cool place. It was a nice place. It was, you know, two bedroom, two bath. It's was, it was kind of big and um, got a good deal because we booked it while the whole, everybody's afraid of COVID now, but now everything's packed again. You know, it's yeah. funny how it went and everything went down and shot like crazy up. And, um, and so we got there and it's funny. Cause like, Cause like the way, the way things used to be run in Padre and a lot of beach communities was like, Hey, you know, uh, enjoy the place, uh, bring your own toilet paper, bring your own paper towels, bring your own, someone bring your own sheets, bring your own towels, you know, I mean like, yeah. like that. But now people are like having to transition to do things the Airbnb way. So, okay, we'll give you um, one roll of toilet paper in each bathroom and one trash bag in each trash can. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh yeah, this place is still kind of backwards a little bit, but they're trying. But I and so and and the, you know, because I, I gave them advice, I still gave them a good review, but I gave them like you know the private advice. I said, you know, we're staying there for a week. You could at least you know give us like a couple more trash bags, a couple more rolls, you know, just so we won't have to go. Oh freak, we got to go to the grocery store later because you know things yeah. fall quick when you're on vacation. So I know you approach it differently. Do you give them a, a lot of supplies or enough supplies? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think my answer is actually about like the economics of it. So if I go to a place and I'm spending, you know, less than a hundred dollars a night, I really wanted a good deal. Um, you know, and I get one roll of toilet paper. I'm like, 
yeah, but I got a steal on this place, right? But if you're going to go and spend $250 a night and, you know, and spend all of your time going there and, and going, then, you know, give people decent toilet paper and give them enough for their stay. So I think it, I think it's actually economics that would drive that. Um, the only other thing that could drive it, like with the sheets and things like that, that can actually be a municipal municipality thing. Like there's some, if you provide sheets versus not provide sheets, it can actually change your taxes. Um, in certain places, which is really interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's that is interesting. Yeah. But like, I, I to me, I was kind of in my mind. I was thinking, okay, well, they're used to because they live kind of like next door to these people who have these condos, and it's like a little fourplex, and they're used to just um, they say, oh, you know, we'll clean them for you, kind of thing. They're not really, they'd still do their own business yeah. kind of thing. You know, they build sandcastles, which is cool too. Hey, man, that could have been a freaking yeah. great um, Airbnb experience. I would have paid for that. But anyways, they didn't add that. Um, so the so that was like I was thinking, well, they must be used to a lot of the like weekenders, you know. And they're not going to give yeah. a whole bunch of supplies for weekenders, but we're staying for a whole freaking week, you know. We're paying a nice chunk of money. You could have <laughs> a freaking yeah. couple couple bucks more for a, some toilet paper, you know. what I'm saying it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Yeah, well, and I think it's also it, that can really be down to your processes too, right? Because it may have been a cleaner who is always going in and always leaving one roll versus you know, I Rebecca knows. The, who's coming and she knows when they're staying for a long time or they know she'll say, Hey, you know, this group has six people in it. So we need to make sure that we stock up for them. So I think, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing is, is pretty thoughtful. So I think um, if your processes are, we leave one roll of toilet paper between each stay because they're always two night stays, you know, then you, then you're going to miss some things whenever, you know, you have a group that maybe is there for longer or a larger group that is also bringing in a little bit more money right so mm -hmm. something to think about and, and what do you what do y'all do with the half and quarter and three three quarters rolls of toilet paper i'm sorry i'm digging real deep into toilet well, paper right now but this is important questions people need to know i'm not sure i think they probably end up at my staff's house but i yeah. i think that's fine <laughs> you know what like if that if they want to take that as their bonus that's fine um doesn't bother me at all and but, anything left in the fridge is theirs too right the fridge yeah, is all... anything left in the fridge i do get some pictures sometimes of, of like you know people went to um like one of the creamery and get like a block of cheese and leave them a whole block of cheese or like a whole bottle of wine and i'm like getting a little jealous but hey you know, <laughs> that's their tip so <laughs> Yeah, I, I went to my cleaners. I went to a cleaning of one of my places about a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, they have so much stuff that they take home. I'm like, geez, you got alcohol, yeah. everything. But I was like, I forgot because I don't clean it anymore. But it was crazy. Yeah. Was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and they, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll get some good tips too. And sometimes the, you know, bottle of wine is the tip. And, you know, that's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, I, um, it's hard work cleaning. I'm really glad I don't do it. Um, I did it for, I had an issue, you know, but I was between staff a couple of years ago and I went and did it. I got complaints like every day. I always missed something or didn't get something right or like forgot the towels. And I'm like, oh, this job is hard. <laughs> yeah, because it's no longer a part of your routine. Yeah. You forget exactly. it. Because the cleaners get better at it than you were. And that's right. really the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. So I'm better at it than you are. So yeah. 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 And they've got it, you know, top of mind and they do it all the time. And, um, you know, they don't, they don't miss stuff because they know, you know, I do think it's important to have, you know, to have the same, you know, at one point I was kind of patching together, like, oh, I'll have this cleaner coming this day. And then this cleaner coming this day. And, um, it didn't quite work because there wasn't that consistency of like always knowing they would maybe forget different things or, you know, not have all the processes down. So with you having four short term rentals, how many cleaners do you have on your team? I just have one. I just have one right now, one. And then she has a couple backups. You know, if, if there's, there's a day that we have to turn over all four, um, you know, she has, she has backups. But when I, um, do my next purchase, which is going to be sometime this fall. Um, she's actually going to pull back and do more management, which is really kind of cool. And so she's going to be kind of running, um, you know, a couple, a couple cleaners running around, which I, you know, that's, that's, you know, it, it's kind of like in my day job, whenever someone that's working for me is like 
successful and they get promoted. Like she's going to get promoted when I buy more of these. So. Yeah. That's what my primary cleaner is doing now because we're doing a rehab and she's actually over the rehab and then she actually just trained a cleaner. So she's over two cleaners and then she's doing a rehab. So it's like, I can't beat it. I can't beat that. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone who knows what needs to be done and, you know, takes the ownership and that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Teamwork make the dream work. Yeah. (laughs) Now, now, um, have you, have you reached uh, financial independence through your rentals and and, and short term and long terms. Have you got close? So do you? Is there a jumping off point where you can say, "I'm gonna just quit my job and do this"? I want. Uh, first of all, I love my day job, but I also kind of want like I want like a fancy life. Like I don't, you know, I could, I guess, but I, I think I could be financially independent if I was kind of there doing the cleaning, um, and I was there, you know, running it. But that's kind of not what I want to do. Um, I have a day job that I absolutely love. So I'm not looking to leave that anytime soon. I am looking to be financially independent from it so that I can live, like, I'm not donating my time by any stretch. Um, you know, financial independence is probably a few years away for me, but I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I think it could still look like doing the job that I'm doing, but instead of, you know, working 40 hours, maybe I'm working 20, um, or like only taking on a few projects a year or something like that. Um, so that I have more time to do real estate projects, but yeah, no, I haven't reached financial independence. No. Hmm. And so what is a, what is a fancy life to you? Well, you know, I, so I listened to Clayton Morris and he said something about, um, you know, if you cut out the fancy coffee every morning, that's not in and of itself going to make you a millionaire, find something that is going to help you afford that fancy coffee. And that's kind of how. I look at it. I'm like, I don't want to have to cut things out. You know, I do live below my means because that I think is important for every, every single freedom finder type of mindset. I absolutely live below my means, but I think what I want to be able to do is, is not have to really think about those things. You know, if I want to eat out, you know, go to a restaurant or things like that, I want to just be able to do it and not have to, you know, check my bank account. So um, I think if I were to stop my day job now, I'd have to check my bank account to make sure that I could afford to go out to dinner, you know, as often as I want to. But so that's kind of what I mean by like a, a fancy life. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to have, I, I want to create something where I don't have to question whether I can afford the coffee. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a good answer. I want my oh. fancy coffee. <laughs> your fancy, your fancy Folgers Plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess I, I ask I ask a lot of uh, a lot of people to hop on here. Like, okay, I'll ask you. I was gonna say I ask them all a Sarah tip, but they're not all Sarahs. Uh, what would be like a a Sarah short term rental tip? Something that you something that you, when you were doing I don't know when you're doing short term, either when you were like more hands on or whatever, you you figured something out. You're like, wow, this is if I do this, it, this happens, you know, this, I, you know, what is like something that jumps out at you? That's like, just like a, a you thing. You know, um, so about a year ago I had, I had like one, um, central hot tub for all of the cabins that, that they all shared. Um, and that thing went down and I was like, okay, we just don't have a hot tub anymore. That's fine. Like I can rent these without a hot tub. Right. No, people started <laughs> canceling left and right. They're like, we want our hot tub. And I, I think in that moment, I realized, you know, by listening to my customers, I realized how important that hot tub was. And I was like, well, what would happen if I actually put private hot tubs at each cabin? It went, I mean, change game changer for my cabins, like absolute game changer. Um, and so I like, I first put it at one and then people that were staying at the other two were like, but we want a hot tub too. And so I put it at two and I was like, okay, well, I have one kind of low cost cabin. No, every, they all want the hot tub and they're willing to pay a little bit more for it. And, um, you know, I have the hot tubs like at a, I don't know why it's a zero APR loan on it. I'll take zero APR all day. So I'm like, this is great. It more than pays for what the hot tubs cost. So that was like a huge unlock for me where it was just like, that doesn't necessarily mean it works everywhere, right? But for this particular trip, for this particular group of guests, like there's a set of things that unlock 
the perfect experience for them. And it's about privacy and hot tubs and dogs and wine. <laughs> and that works for this group. <laughs> Whatever floats their boats, man. That's, that's what works. That's what works. You, you know, it's funny when you, when you said the hot tub thing, because like my buddies, uh, I have friends that go, they go every year, January, they, they go to, well, I don't know about this year because of the, but anyways, they, they go to the Colorado and, and they do like this. There's a, they do a Texas country fest in Colorado. I believe it's in, in Colorado Springs or something like that. But anyways, the first pictures they always send us, the, the ones that don't go, is the hot tub from their from their balcony. They all every single room has its own personal hot tub and they, that's the first picture. You see the beer sitting there, you see the snow. And then yeah. I mean, it's like oh, like that's that's it, man. I mean they, yeah. they would not rent a room without a hot tub. And I was like, man, just yeah. that's that's some powerful stuff. Just like a to me, because my house has a swimming pool and and I was like, mm-hmm. man, I I totally un- I mean, I I booked it for a price that I thought was, you know, reasonable. I was going out of town. I had booked up the whole week was booked quick. I was like, "Oh crap, yeah. I booked it too low." And then a, a friend of a friend of the show that she's been on the show, she's she said before, she's like, "What? You should be charging at least double what you put on there for. You have a swimming pool, and it's right yeah. now it's COVID. Everybody wants to do the staycations, but now everybody right. wants to go to the. I want to have a hot tub, man. I mean, just things like that. It seemed like oh, yeah. it's be too expensive, too much maintenance. Man, they'll make you so much money. Yeah, I mean that, and that's it. Like where yours are it, it's the swimming pool that's the unlock that's gonna you know go from a mediocre um you know i'm discounting sometimes people are asking for discounts to like fully booked and you know i i still i sometimes i'm like i could raise my prices more because i'm so booked but then i'm like i i i still try to think about like well you know would i want to pay that <laughs> i'm not sure if i would so i try to think about like what do I think is, is fair for it? And um, yeah. I don't know. Hear about that fancy life. <laughs> I do my like pay. it being a little fancy. <laughs> you know, I want my fancy coffee. I want my chicken <laughs> out. You know, I want my Uber. I want to Uber to places. Ooh, Uber so. Black? No, no. Okay, not that fancy. Not that fancy. <laughs> no, live below my means, you know? Regular Uber, Uber pool. <laughs> oh, no. Uber no. pool. <laughs> Not I right now. City. The alternative is the, you know, MTA. So Uber oh. takes like 20 minutes to get one person nowadays. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I'm not yeah. in the country now. I haven't been in an Uber in months. I've went, I went in two so far. It takes like 20 minutes to get an Uber driver now. It's yeah, crazy. Well, no one would want to take public transportation now. That's true. That's a, lot true. Of, a lot of them hopped on that unemployment though, because they were allowed to hop on the unemployment plus the $600 a week. Oh. They were oh, getting that's twenty four hundred dollars for doing nothing plus whatever you made, you know, doing the Uber thing. So Uber's they, they get they got a SB they can get SBA if you did Uber any really? type. Of, yeah, you can get SBA. Wow, so you can yeah. get unemployment and it, man. I know oh, people wow. living. <laughs> I know cool. people living a fat life right now because of that. They used man. to do Uber and then they stopped. Then they got the Uber, the SBA, and the man, it's. But I don't know. You might, I think you have to pay it back, some of it. I don't know. For my, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, the PPP, you, you shouldn't have to pay back the PPP. The, um, the disaster loan, though, I think it's, it's a very long time you have to pay it back. I the, think my, mine was like 30 years at 3.75. Yeah. It was crazy. So I'm like. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I exactly. love good financing. Like good financing gets me so excited. Exactly. I can't. I was like three point seven five. I was like, I can lend that at double. You know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Disaster loans, zero percent APR, hot tubs, and ten thirty one exchange. Like those are the things that get me like all nerdy. You're not. See, you're a tax nerd like me. See, I'm a yeah. Nerd. Yeah. I like. Well, I mean, we've got real estate. Is it's one of the it's one of the ways you make money, right? Yeah. It's just by being smart about taxes. Boom. So Sarah, you dropped some serious knowledge on us today. We want to thank you for coming on the show and sparking my um, enjoyment factor. The, the thing that got me into this in the whole first place, you know, it's a, you, you got that joy in me. My juice is going again. So I appreciate that. And um, yeah. So yeah. Would you, how can people find you? Um, so you can find me, you know, vacationstays.com. Um, you can get me on Instagram at, at vacationstays or. Is it S T A Y Z? Yeah, S T A Y Z. Yep, okay. vacation stays with a Z. So find me there. You know, I'm monitoring the Instagram and the Facebook. So if you reach if you reach out there, you'll get me. 
Yeah, and by the way, she found us on IG, so. I did. Yeah, she hit us up on IG, so that that, that was. I'm getting better at Instagram. I'm working on it. (laughs) Me too. I actually love IG, actually. I love it. It's it's a really great way to connect with a lot of hosts. Yeah. See their places, things like that. It's it's really Mm -hmm. great. Of Of course, Micah finds a way to automate everything, too, so. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm an automation. I'm an automation guy. I, 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 I would love some tips on that. Oh, I automate everything. <laughs> if I can automate it, if I can get a VA to do it, I'm gonna do it. So nice, nice. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Sarah, for hopping on. Thank Anything you else you'd like to add or say to our fans, listeners? No, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I really, I, I think that direct booking is, is the way of the future for the vacation rental industry. So, um, you know, if, if you don't join vacationstays.com, find another way to kind of create some independence. Cause I think that it will, it will be really satisfying. It will give you back control. Um, and it, it will, there'll be a financial uh, benefit as well. That's sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you for See coming. See you. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a good episode with uh, Sarah Abernathy with Vacation Stay. She hit us up on IG. A great episode. Yeah, great episode. That was a really good episode. You could tell she loved what she did. You know, we get we you know, a lot of people come on here. They want to vent. They like our very first big guest. Remember, um, the treehouse guy. <laughs> he he just straight up was oh he took he. That was back when we were just starting out. Airbnb, and he was just like went to the oh, woodshed man. with it, man. I he was hit like, me up eh. not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, he hit me up not too long ago, man. He hit me up not too long ago. He hit me up, and uh, man, he. He uh he's actually gone through some stuff. He almost died. He came mm. back and uh he's uh he's doing pretty well. But yeah, he's he's I think he still got that treehouse. But it's like a lot of people took his idea afterwards, man. A lot of people thought oh. tree houses, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Seals is still number one, but yeah, man. It's it's cool, you know. Yeah, you do have to fight fall in love with it, find something about it you love. Me, I'm I'm really finding the part that I love is the acquisition part, like seeing mm. how I can get a good deal, the acquisition. And after that, after it's acquired, throw it to the management team and go to the next one. That's my excitement part. So. <laughs> Acquisitions. I like that. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. How was that Padre trip? That was fun, man. We need, I needed a refresher like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Just some good beach time, laid back, chill, <laughs> Little did a little cruise, a little um, in the bay right there, did a little sunset cruise. Right. I mean, it, Padre's cool, man. It's, it's, it's a cool place. It's not too far from us, you know. Yeah, That's I'm hitting Miami way. in two weeks. Miami. Yeah, I'll be in Miami in two weeks. Wow. 122 bucks. Oh, this see the, what? All, 122 bucks, three nights, five star hotel, and the flight. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> nothing. I'm out of there, bro. Hey, I got that. I was like, yo, I'm out. I'll holler at y'all. <laughs> I was like, I had to give COVID the finger on that one. I'm sorry, dog. No. <laughs> Just show up in a full mask to the airport. And yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be masked up, masked, <laughs> up, masked gloves on. But uh, Miami, we coming, baby. <laughs> so now, yeah, be that. now uh, you know that would be a that w- this would be good advice to give to our our listeners who plan on who plan on um, flying right now or going somewhere. Go to Republican states because they're they they ain't closing down for shit. And <laughs> don't go to Democrat states because they they're shutting everything down. They're gonna quarantine your ass when you get there. I don't. I'm not being political. I'm just saying, do that. My my. Uh, so I have family in town. Uh, my, my uncle just flew out there. I have family in town. They came from a liberal state, and everything's closed. And he was. They got here. They're like, man, everything's open. I'm like, yeah, you can go wherever. They're like, dang, you know, they were going out. <laughs> Well, but that's true. I've been telling people if you want to travel, travel to a Republican state right now. If you, you know, yeah. Yeah, don't travel liberal. It's still closed down. You know, they in different phases. But you know, Republicans about their bread. So they ain't giving no damn. <laughs> they don't see, give a damn. You know. Yeah, so. you, you don't see Trump with a mask on. So you know, they're all following <laughs> his lead and shit. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a that's a tip you only get on Live Let Thrive. Go to travel to a Republican states right now. All yeah, right? if you're trying to kick it, that's the truth. Go go. Don't go, go to the liberal there. states. Yeah, they ain't. Because <laughs> yeah, my family got here, man. They was gas mask on everything. Like, hey, yeah, like it's COVID month one, but you know, I mean, I don't knock people to wear masks. I still wear my mask every now and then. But right. I ain't gonna lie, I've been going out. I went to um, 
I went to a bar, you know, I went to, but it, it was, there's not people out though. People ain't out. Like everything's open, but people aren't out. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Miami, I, I got to hit South Beach one time, man. 120. I can't beat it. There's a, oh man, I, I'll find the name of it. There's like a mixed drink place, like right there on the beach. Really? Uh, it's a frozen, it's a frozen drink place. Anyways, that, it's in Miami South Beach right there, right at the corner. You know, you see all the, all the bars and restaurants all lined up, you know, right across the street from the beach. Oh man, I'll, I'll figure out the name too. I bet there's people listening. It's like, oh, I know that one, you know. But um, I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, yeah. If you if you um if you get one of them drinks, man, because oh, they're freaking strong, dude. <laughs> don't get two. You you be like, man, this tastes good, but don't uh, don't do two, man. Because I did it. We did like a, a we 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 went to South Beach because we had like a four hour layover from the airport. We're going to Barcelona. Ooh. So my buddy there, he's like, ah, I'll pick you up and I'll drop you off at South Beach for a little while. Y'all can check it out and everything. And it's just like the movies, dude. It's like what, you know, I don't know about now because of COVID. Well, now it's a Republican state. Everybody, nobody gets Yeah, shit. bro. <laughs> Only reason I'm going is because I've been watching people on Facebook. I'm like, damn, man, they out there hanging out like it ain't nothing happening, man. It's, but it's the cases, just, of course, are going up. So. It's just like, it's just like the hottest people on the planet walking down everywhere with naked buck naked man it's just like it's just like the movies man. it's just like it's like it's it's just like that and so um and so yeah that i'll send you that place but these they make these really really good frozen drinks man and they're so ooh, they'll ooh, you just need one you'd be feeling all right you get another one that you you might not remember things <laughs> oh yeah for 122 bucks man i have plenty of spending money so uh, <laughs> i think i'll probably buy, buy about two or three of them you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy, you know, so, but it's, I'm happy to at least there's some vacation spots we can go to and, you know, get your mind a break from everything that's going on, you know. Oh, yeah. Remember you saying one time, vacations are, what, a cleansing to the soul? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they clean, they clean, clean your mind and your soul. You, yeah, you feel refreshed, you know. Yeah. And then right. uh, it makes you want, you're like, wow, oh, man. I kind of, I kind of want. I need to figure out a way to not have to work anymore, not to go punch a time clock anymore. Because I like this. I like being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. You know, they're they're inspir- they're inspiring too. You know, they get you out of a rut. And, and like when you were asking her, you asked Sarah about uh, you know, financial independence and all that. You know, I've kind of grown to that. Like I'm kind of patient on it, but I because I have a clear cut goal. Like I just need. I'm going for. 10, I'm trying to own ten houses, and I know I can do it. I have the knowledge to do it. You know. I have everything in, in line. I've been reading a lot, so I have the knowledge to do it. So I just need 10 houses and I can just, I don't have to just quit my job or anything, but it gives me that leverage, you know, where you know, hey, I don't have to, or, you know, you have that that leverage. So, you know, we got one under contract right now. We bought one, we got a rehab going. This is like the most I've had going and it's, it's stressful at times. Shit, mm-hmm. It's stressful, man. It's like, man, you got one under contract. This one's getting rehab. I got one and I'm refinancing. It's like, hey, you know, so. And they're out of fun. state too, so that's a little. Yeah, a little yeah, but, but that's the fun part. Is like once you get that confidence of buying something out of state that you ain't one of them. I bought. I ain't never seen it. Didn't lay my eyes on it, but we got it. Man, it turned out to be a really good property. You know, you have to go in there with your mind. You know, knowing, hey, this is a good idea. But yeah, so it's fun though. I, I like start to see what those people on bigger pockets are talking about. Once you really get into it and get that momentum going, it's fun. Yeah, man. Keep it. Yeah, keep it rolling. Yeah, man. Well, it's a good up, great up. Yeah, and uh, we had an awesome guest, and yeah, back at it, man. We're back at it. Yes, sir. COVID ain't stopped nobody, (laughs) (laughs) especially us in this Republican state. (laughs) Yeah, stay in the red states if y'all want to give some nice vacations right now. (laughs) What I think the only good red states right now to go to what Florida, Texas, Carolina, probably Texas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, if you want a beach though, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, all around the coast, all along the coast. Yeah, the right coast, there. pretty much, yeah. The South yeah. Coast, yeah. The South Coast, 33rd. yeah. 33rd. Don't go to the West Coast now. They'll lock you in. Uh... <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's locked down. Yeah, because as a matter of fact, I was on a consulting call, and the dude said, man, I walked through LAX, man. I just walked straight through, man. He's, I was like, LAX? He's like, bro, it's dead. I was like, wow. Mm. That's crazy. If LAX dead, you know, it's liberal state um, thing. They're, lo- they're shutting down again over there, man. They're shutting down again. They're talking so, about shutting down again here. In Texas? Yeah. Well, well the, gov, the Gov said some words the other day, but he didn't say the shutdown stuff. He said some words. He's encouraging people to be cool. Yeah, hey, hey, be cool, and I want to do nothing. That's what he's saying. And um, other states are like, no, no, we're shutting it down. You know, uh, he's, he's just 
Man, the governor had me rolling, though, man. Dude comes up. He's like, yeah, man, the cases are out of control. People are, uh, he goes, yeah, every, the hospital beds are getting full, but do what you will with that information. <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> you know, it was like, dang. You know, he's like, but I don't know, man. I, I've got, I've learned, I've found two people that have gotten it that are pretty thir- early 30s, you know, but I don't know, man. Yeah, younger people are getting it now, and so the but which that's making the death rate drop a lot. It's not as deadly. Well, because because they're more they're, out there is what you're saying. They're protecting a lot of the more you know old, the the older and the more susceptible ones are being more careful. Yeah. At first, no, nobody was being careful. Now they are. You know, the youngsters are still going out doing. I want to go single restaurant, go to a bar, whatever. So yeah, they're catching it, but then most likely they're not going to die from it. So the the mortality rate is actually dropping, even though more people are getting it. So yeah. that's that's one positive, I guess. Yeah. My agent, um, South Padre. I don't know, say her name or none. Her or her mom. Her mom has it over there. Yeah. So that's that's. She's, she had to go to the hospital and stuff. So I, it's kind of getting, you, you know, at first we we're like, I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody that has it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now yeah. we're starting, now it's starting to get a little closer, a couple steps closer. Yeah, to it us. is. It is like, oh, snap. You, 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 I know you, you know. Yeah. The first person I, I, that I like saw that had it, remember we did that um, mastermind, that mastermind Zoom call? Yeah. And, and it was that girl in um, New oh, York. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I guess about, she yeah, recovered yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, she's good out in Jersey. What yeah, about her parents? Good. Her parent. I haven't heard about her parents. Okay. Yeah. Then, but yeah, I've, I've known some people. A couple people have passed from it. You know, they were older. So I have been avoiding like the older going around older people and knowing that I haven't been knowing that I've been out and about because I've even had to go to my job a couple times. So you know. Yeah, I got. I work, man. I work with the high seniority workplace, man. All the, these old people are still going to work. I can't understand it, man. Yeah, I need to stay your asses at home, man. <laughs> do they give them a choice to do that, though? Uh, if they, it, it, it's a weird deal. I think a lot of them just just want to keep going to work. I don't think it's. I think if they put in the right paperwork and put in this and that, they could be able to stay off, and and they, you know, they'd even be able to get some assistance. But a lot of them are just they just. I don't know. They don't want to be home. I don't know. I feel it. Yeah. But damn. Uh, this craziness, man, it needs to stop. I need to find some vaccine. I don't know if I'm getting no vaccine, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I don't know, dog. I don't know about the vaccine, but hey, you know. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Bill Gates will make sure you get it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go to the DMV for something, they'll be like, gotcha. Yeah, it'll chip your ass. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. That was a good episode. Sarah that she does a good job with the uh, vacation stage. She actually hit us up on IG. So yeah, man. Y'all keep listening to us, living, letting, thriving. Um, if you got any, any uh issues with funding SBAs, go check out the episode before this one. I uh, dropped a little how-to on how to use that SBA loan money. Be careful with it because it's a bunch of strings attached to it, a bunch of fine print. Um, I just dropped an article too about the Department of Justice are about to start investigating the loan. So make sure mm. if you got a loan, make sure you got it based on your tax returns, not no forged up numbers you made up. So, Ooh. yeah. So, but yeah, but other than that, yeah, what was you saying? I just gotta send it back in an envelope. <laughs> there you go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was just bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, y'all keep living. I'm happy, everybody. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Yeah. Yes, sir. We are out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.